Welcome to the Sojo Show with Jen and AJ, where you'll dig deep into God's Word alongside two imperfect, frequently ineloquent women as we discover fresh ways to walk out God's truth together. So Jen, I want you to scroll back through your memory. Yes. Early childhood. Yes. What were you afraid of? Well, I don't know if it's so early childhood, but I have a distinct memory of being afraid of the Incredible Hulk. (laughs) He is a little scary. And I'm not talking about like the new Marvel dude. I'm talking about like the old 1970s Lou Ferrigno. He was, he was like so angry. He was vicious. He was awful. Yeah. So I was terrified of that show and it's not, he's supposed to be a good guy. Right. But he gave me nightmares. Yeah. He wasn't quite so good. I'll be honest. He wasn't, but that was not a very rational fear. I recognize that. Mm-hmm. So if I scroll forward a little bit, I did have some, le- I do have some legitimate fears. Okay. Too. As, as a grown woman, as a grown person. Okay. Yes. Well, when my kids were little, when my kids were little, so I have four kids when they were young, I had a really, it wasn't irrational. I was going to say irrational, but it, I had a really fear of loss. I had a, I had a fear of drowning. In particular, I grew, I did my training in Florida, University of Florida, and I saw a lot of children that now we have to say for those who may be new, you are a pediatrician. I am a pediatrician. Yes. So you work with kids. Yes. I'm a pediatrician and I saw a lot of tragedy Mm -hmm. um, in my training in at the University of Florida. And I saw a lot of that. And and I, that's, so that is a very real, it was a real fear. Mm -hmm. And so I took like over and above cautions. Like to the point of, I literally made them build our septic tank in the middle of our yard so that I would never be tempted to get a pool in our last house because I was, I mean, I was really afraid. So yeah. And that is a rational fear, but yet it's kind of an irrational fear too. I mean, it's kind of both. And because I know that there, I mean, there are people that suffer this kind of tragedy. So that was a fear of fun. Well, and I think any parent can understand the fear of loss of something mm-hmm. that you love dearly, something that you value, you treasure, you hold close to your heart. And we probably all have some level of fear about that to one degree or another. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to just share this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Just a couple of weeks ago, I, we were at Thanksgiving. We actually were involved in Atlanta, Georgia at the airport. We were involved in, there was a, there was a shooter in the airport and we right We literally were like in the, the news stuff running and that kind of thing. And I never was fearful of the shooting of like myself getting shot. Nobody was hurt. He was, it was not, uh, he was not shooting at people. It was just anyway, but I had a real fear of my family because mm-hmm. I had all eight of my family with me and, and my husband led us forward and I was trying to be the back, making sure everybody got you know, got out safely. And it was a real legitimate fear. And it was a fear for loss, a fear of loss. Mm -hmm. So those are real fears. They are. And I don't think we're ever going to avoid them or eliminate them in our lives. So we really need to talk about what do we do with valid fears? So let's dive right in. How about it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, how does this relate to what we're talking about today? This episode is brought to you by Sojo Academy, an ongoing membership for Christian women that provides a practical, streamlined spiritual growth plan for every woman. So we're going to talk about the question. Yeah, we're going to talk about somebody (laughs) in scripture who had a somewhat legitimate fear, except he did not handle it properly. Right. 
And if he had really taken an honest look at his fear, he would have been able to dismiss it. But unfortunately, he did not. And it meant that he left a legacy that was really quite disturbing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the king, Jeroboam. Okay. And this is from 1 Kings 11, verses 31 through 38. Do you want to read it or do you want me to? Um, I can read it. Can I preface this by saying that these kind of stories are super encouraging for me? because they're in the, they're in the word for a reason. And we tend to like be a little bit judgmental. Right. And we're like, dude, how could you not do what you were supposed to do and blah, blah. But yet, but then we can look at our, yeah. yeah, Then we look at our own lives and it just kind of turns the arrow back on us. And so, yeah. Okay. So what am I reading? First Kings 11, start in verse 31 and go through 38. Okay. So here we go. So verse 31, actually start in 30, 30, verse 30 of 11. Am I right here? Okay. And then he, Joe, some such laid hold of the new garment that was on him and tore it into 12 pieces. And he said, Jeroboam, who is our king, we're talking about, who is our king, take for yourselves 10 pieces for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, behold, I am about to tear the kingdom from the hand of Solomon. I will give you 10 tribes. But he shall have one tribe for the sake of my servant, David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, the city that I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, because they have forsaken me and worshiped Ashtoreth, the goddess of Sidonians, Shemosh, the god of Moab, and Milcom, the god of Ammonites, and they have not walked in my ways, doing what is right in my sight and keeping my statutes and my rules as David his father did. Nevertheless, I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him ruler over the days of his life for the sake of David, my servant, whom I chose, who kept my commandments and my statutes. But I will take the kingdom out of his hands and I will give it to you, 10 tribes. Yet to his son, I will give one tribe that David, my servant, may always have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city I have chosen to put my name on. And I will take you and you will reign over all that your soul desires and you shall be king over Israel. And if you will listen to all that I command you and will walk in my way and do what is right in my eyes by keeping my statutes and my commandments as David, my servant did, I will be with you and I will build you a sure house as I built for David and I will give Israel to you. Wow. Yeah. That's a big promise. That is a huge promise. And this is from the mouth of God himself. So Jeroboam pretty much has it made, right? I mean, here he is. He's pretty much a nobody. He's not royalty. He's not in the line of David. And yet God promises him all of these things. And the reason why I think this is interesting. The reason why God says is because Solomon's line has abandoned him. Mm-hmm. He says they have bowed down to the Astra, the goddess of the Sidonians, to Chemosh, the god of Moab, and to Milcom, the god of the Ammonites. So it was blatant idolatry. So God said, okay, I'm going to start a whole new line. And I'm going to build this dynasty the same way I built David's dynasty. Okay, but here's what happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeroboam has everything going for yep. him. He, ha- he there is a catch, not a catch, but there is something he has to do. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's an if then. Mm-hmm. Okay. If Jeroboam follows the Lord, keeps his commandments, keeps his commandments, this is what's going to yes. happen. So let's see. What does he do? 
Okay, let's see. What do you think he's going to do, well, Jen? Well, <laughs> you set me up. You set me up. So where are we going with this? All right. So let's turn over to 1 Kings 12. Okay. I'm with you. Verses 25 through 30. Why don't you read it? All right. Let's do it. 25 through 30. Then Jeroboam built Shechem on the hill of Ephraim and lived there. And he went out from there and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, now the kingdom will turn back to the house of David. If these, if this people go up to offer sacrifices to the temple of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of the people will turn again to their Lord, to Rehobim, who was also, who was Solomon's son, actual legitimate, that's right, the son, king of Judah, and they will kill me and return to Rehobim, king of Judah. So the king took counsel and made two calves of gold. Mm. And he said to the people, you have gone up to Jerusalem long enough. Behold your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And he set one in Bethel and the other in Dan. And this thing became a sin for the people went as far as Dan to be before one. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. We're not looking very good right now because the whole reason why God said Rehoboam, you are Jeroboam, you can have mm-hmm. this dynasty is because Solomon had led the people into idolatry. Right. They were serving other gods. They were serving other gods. Yes. And now what do we see Jeroboam doing? Same thing. The same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And really what reason does he have to do it? He's. He's scared. He's He's scared the people are going to turn back. He's afraid of loss. Yes. He's afraid of losing what God had already given him. Mm -hmm. And that hits me pretty hard. Yes. Right between uh, right on the forehead. Right. Bam. Because how many times have I feared losing something that was a good and precious gift from the Lord Mm -hmm. to begin with? And then let's talk just a minute, though, about this whole idolatry piece. Mm-hmm. Can we do that for a sec? Yes. Because you and I are most likely, and if you're listening to me, you're probably not going to build a calf of gold. Right. Right. But what is an idol? An idol is anything, anything we put before God. Anything we put. Yep. Right. Ahead of God. I think it was John Calvin. He said that our heart is an idol factory. Isn't that what he said? That's Hopefully I'm true. right on that. That we constantly make idols and we make idols out of good things, right? And so we make idols out of our children and our work. And a lot of times, I think you're right in looking at this, we we build these things up and we don't trust in the promises that are given to us already. That's right. And to take that back just a little bit further, because, okay, so first off, I love what you said about not trusting the promises. I think that is key to dismissing fear when it comes raging in our Mm -hmm. hearts, but to step another, to go back a step further, it says there, Jeroboam said in his heart. And if you've listened to any of our previous podcasts, we've talked a lot about the heart Mm -hmm. and how that's really where many things are rooted and our tongue speaks from what's in our heart, our self-talk as we're seeing here with Jeroboam, our self-talk is rooted in our heart. And we have to guard that. We have to be aware of what we are telling ourselves. And Jeroboam was telling himself, I'm going to lose this. 
I'm not going to be able to hold on to all of this. When in reality, the truth that he should have countered his self-talk with is that God promised me this. Right. God is sovereign and in control and he keeps his word. And even bigger picture than that, not just that specific promise, just the mere fact that we have we've been chosen by God. Right. In and of itself. And Isaiah, it runs of Isaiah 41 is the first we all know. We all know the first, the, the, the what we know is fear not for I am with you, right? Be not dismayed, I am your God. Well, the verse right before it, I love the verse right before it because it says, you are my servant and I have chosen you and not cast you off. So, you know, he's talking about Israel, you know, his, his servant, Jacob, I have chosen you, the offspring of Abraham. And this is what he says to us as well. It is. We have been chosen. We you know, it was his grace and his mercy. It reached down from the heavens. And we have the advantage of history and knowing and seeing what happened on the cross and Christ was sent. And because of that, we have been chosen. If you are trusting in Christ and if you've been chosen, then you can listen to these words. Fear not. I am with you. Right. And that's part of walking with Christ requires us to speak truth to our own hearts, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's the gospel, whether that's truths from his word, whatever that is, that is part of the discipline of the believer is to replace those fears and those insecurities. Mm -hmm. As women, we have a lot of insecurities, body insecurities, relational insecurities, health, financial insecurities, and we have to have a strategy for dealing with them. And the strategy can only be truth, God's word, his promises. Right. And reminding ourselves of them on a regular basis, which means that we have to get in the word. Yes. On a regular basis. That's right. And take these examples from scripture. And we don't just say, oh man, he was so dumb. (laughs) We say, but for the grace of God, you know, please allow me to learn from this and allow me to say, like David says in the Psalms. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Mm -hmm. Right? That's right. So we can know that he is our stronghold. He is our strong tower. And, but we don't know that until we know God. And the only way to really know the truth of who God is through his word. That's what he gave us. Mm -hmm. That's right. All through the book of first Kings, it refers to, and, and other books, It refers to Jeroboam as the one who led Israel into idolatry. And that is a real devastating legacy that he left. Mm -hmm. And I just have to think, I have to wonder what could his legacy have been if he had hung on to the promise when those fears and that self-talk started to filter into his mind, what could his legacy have been? Mm -hmm. You know, because God wanted it to be different. Well, and even beyond his legacy, think about what the people of Israel went through because of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and we've talked about in a previous episode, Hezekiah, who came 200 years later, 250 right. years later, and was trying to turn back. Because and the reason he was trying to turn back to the ways of God was because he saw the devastation mm-hmm. that came before because God's people turned against him. God's right. people were disobedient. And... Yeah, and not to say, I mean, it was all under the sovereignty of God. God knew it was going to happen. It would mean nothing took him by surprise, but we can take this and we can learn from it. Yes, we sure can. 
And we have been given so much in Christ. We need to remind our hearts that. I think that's the biggest takeaway from this. Mm -hmm. And let it shape the legacy that we leave. Because we have choices to make. We can listen to the negativity within us and the negativity outside of us and around us. Or we can cling to what God has said in his word. Right. And the series that we're reviewing, that we're going to be talking about today and the rest of this month is cultivating unshakable confidence. And that is not the confidence that the world thinks of as far as you know, being confident in your own abilities. Right. But it's being the only way to have unshakable confidence is to be confident in the promises of God That's right. and the truth of the gospel. And in looking at, we're going to look at four different men over the next four weeks today and three weeks from now. I mean, three episodes going forward and looking at these men is going to show us examples of how we, how they did, maybe did things well, did things not so well, and how we can learn and we can gain that uncheckable confidence that comes through the knowledge that we are in Christ and Christ is in us. Right. So as a bit of prep work, I encourage anyone listening to just do a little bit of self-reflection and see what areas of your life maybe you struggle with fear in or insecurity? What do you talk? What do you say to yourself? You know, I'm going to lose X, Y, Z. What are those messages that you speak to your own heart? And let's do a little bit of truth analysis with those things. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's not easy work to do. So no, we're in it together. <laughs> We're in it together. I like it. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> that kind of got a little heavy. So let's pull back a, up. A little, yeah, we got off, we started off this with a bang, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, we did. So poor Jehobium. Jehobium, Jacobium. Jerobium. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jeroboam. <laughs> I like his cry better. <laughs> yeah, it's much easier. <laughs> All right. Well, good. All right. So we usually end our podcast yes. with a question that a reader has submitted. And we actually have some right now. They are submitted by the Sojo Academy members because we don't yet have listeners because we are listening to them. We are actually recording this before it goes live, obviously. So if you want to submit a question, if you don't know us yet and want to hear more about us, go to the show notes at sojohub.com backslash confidence 001 because that is our new series. And let's ask a question. All Are right. you ready? Do you, do you have one ready? Well, I see there's a list here. I haven't looked at it. Okay. I haven't well, looked at it. Do you well, want to just pull one up? Let's randomly. Let's see here. Let's pull one up. How about, let's see, let's go up here. Why don't we go to this question right here? Your favorite pastime? What is your favorite pastime? Oh my goodness. Who has pastime? What's your favorite pastime? Obviously, Callie does. I think I would say it has to be reading. I mean, it has to be, okay. even though I don't get to do much of it anymore. Okay. I know that's so boring. It sounds like I'm like the, no, it's better than me because I'm the duddiest person ever. I was going to say working. <laughs> well, that's, I and know. Like, on, is, like who has time for it? Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, as far as. So I think of like spiritual disciplines, those are not pastimes. Those are necessities. Yeah. Like your Bible reading time, your prayer time, mm -hmm. um, your journaling. Okay. Bible journaling. I can, that's kind of a pastime. It is yeah. a spiritual discipline to some extent for me, but it's not something that I, you know, have to do to stay in the word. It just helps me to stay in the word. It's a bonus. It's yeah. an extra. Does yeah. That count? Yeah. I think that counts. 
Well, Mm -hmm. I have to, I think I have an answer that probably goes for both of us. Seeing as on our way up here, we were jamming in our cars (laughs) to the 80s music. 80s music. Okay. You know what? Music would definitely be a pastime. Like if I'm Mm -hmm. washing dishes or if I'm Mm-hmm. In the car by myself. I it's not normally not 80s music I listen to, but it's like Hans Zimmer. Oh my goodness. Oh. I could like put him on repeat forever. I don't know who that is. So you'll have to isn't that it sad. Out. I read I listen to audiobooks, audible.com, yeah. maybe. Yeah. There All you go. about it. There you go. Okay. And probably some podcasts too. Podcast, audible. Yes, of course, podcast. So, Here we are. I'm gonna listen know? to us. So Hey, we actually do have some pastimes. Look at that. We do. Getting together and recording podcasts is my pastime. So I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, so that sounds good. So let's wrap this baby up and come yeah, back next we'll see time. See you guys next time. We'll talk about another old dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> From the Bible. So tell us how much you're loving it, guys. Yeah. Give us a comment. Let us know that you're actually listening. So we don't think that we're just talking to ourselves, which we totally are at the moment. We totally are. So it's good. Tell us you're listening. All right. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Sojo Show. We are so grateful that you did. And we're so thankful for the opportunity to spread the good news of the gospel in such a fun and unique way. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you would leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening to this podcast or subscribe to the show. Also, tell your friends. That's the number one way we get people finding out about who we are. And we really appreciate you sharing The Sojo Show. We'll be back every Monday digging into the truth of God's word, sharing, laughing, glorifying God in all that we do, and hopefully encouraging women from all over the world in the truth of the gospel. Talk to you then. Are there areas in your life where you feel like you need to simplify a bit? My guess is yes. Several years ago, AJ and I identified seven areas that we felt like um, were important to simplify in order to focus on most important things in life and primarily our relationship with God. What we are doing is pulling that out of the vault, and we are doing Simplify Your Life Summer 2024 Edition. We invite you to join us. We are excited about it and look forward to seeing you there. Go check out sojohub.com slash simplify for more information.